Good morning. I greet you all this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we come for worship this day. Just a couple of announcements before we begin. This will be our last Sunday and for Sunday service until September. Our Wednesday evening services will begin on July 6th. So those are our family services and uh, there's 6 o'clock and we're talking about having a barbecue to start the first one off. So keep it on your emails and so Facebook or whatever. And we're hoping to have a barbecue on July 6th before worship. So we'll, we'll uh, try to communicate that as best we can through the channels. Our strawberry takeout will be July 12th, 11 to 2. And if Joyce hasn't found you yet, she has tickets. <laughs> so I think she's found most everybody so far when you walked in the door. Um, so last week I had these little flyers. One side was the advertisement for our Wednesday services. The back side is a list that has been sent to me by a social worker in Sydney Mines, the north side, of snacks that she would like to provide for families. And I see a lot of you brought food in today. Thank you so much. Um, I see we're actually out of these at the back. There were some here on Friday, but they've disappeared between Friday and now, and that's great. So. Uh, I'll have some more uh, when we do the Wednesday evening services. But I will email that out today as well as part of the newsletter. Any other announcements to share today? Just want to thank Anna for playing some Chopin to open us up this morning. Thank you so much. And uh, let's just take a moment of silence to prepare our hearts to worship our God. The Christ candle, remember Jesus Christ walks with us each and every single day. Let's, let's uh, have a responsive hymn together, or responsive psalm. I'll get the words out, which is Psalm 5. Listen to my words, O God. Give heed to the sound of my groaning. Hear my cry for help, my sovereign, my God. For to you I dread my prayer. In the morning, God, you hear my voice.
For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness. No one who is evil can be your guest. You destroy all those who speak lies. But through the abundance of your steadfast love, I will come into your house and bow low in reverence within your holy temple. Put their trust in you, rejoice. For you give your blessing to the righteous, O God. As with the shield, you will surround them with your favor. As we gather today in this church, we ask you to lead us and watch over us. Be with us, O God, in such a way that your presence is felt by us all, undeniably by your Holy Spirit. May our hearts soar with your love, and we be moved to share it with others. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, your love who came to this earth to show us the way. Amen. Our opening hymn is Come, Let Us Sing.
morning is from the book of Romans, chapter 10, verses 5 to 17. Moses described in this way the righteousness that is by the law. The man who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the deep? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you will believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is the Lord of all, and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one that they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the, free, are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accept the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed in our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is served through the word of Christ. The word of God. Amen. Understanding
Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for all the ways you do indeed bless us. Thank you, thank you, Lord. And Lord, as we gather around your word today, may we be blessed once again. The heart's full of understanding. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in you who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. As a track and field coach, there are two areas that are big challenges for us right now. And it's not related to the coaching of the athletes, it's related to the the awareness of the sport. Track and field is not seen as a high-level athletic endeavor on this side of Cape Breton. Despite there being a, a lot of very good athletes out there in our schools and in our community who would do well in competition. So with the schools, with coaches in the schools, with the clubs, and even with our university, there are two challenges that we kind of face. We need to make people aware of the sport, and we need to invite people to try it. If we can succeed in these two areas, then track and field will grow in Cape Breton. The athletes who have committed to train and and compete, they've done very well bringing home medals from the school provincials, um, to being ranked in the top 10 across the country in their age categories within the last year. We have good coaches in this area with a lot of experience. It helps that we have a very good facility over in Sydney for them to train and compete at. We have the tools, we have the knowledge, we have a lot to offer. Now all we need are the athletes. So the problem we face is how do we grow the sport? It's helped this year that we had a full school season for the first time in three years. And as a result, we've actually picked up a few more athletes. And these athletes, they're keen to learn and grow in their skills as, as track and field, in the track and field endeavors. As we grow the clubs, as we grow the school programs, as we grow our program at CBU, we will, we will see more joining the sport. At least that's our hope. The challenge is that first step, the raising of the awareness and then inviting people to try it on their own. Do the challenges that track and field is facing sound familiar? Does it resonate with any of you? It should resonate with us here today because the challenges facing track and field are really not all that different than the challenges facing the church. We have a problem of awareness. People know we exist, they, they see our buildings, they, 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 they know we're here on Sunday mornings, but do they really know everything that it is we have to offer? That question has kind of brought us to why we want to try out the Wednesday evening services for, for July and August. We know how busy people tend to be, especially families, throughout the whole year. There are a lot of weekends that are taken up by by practices and games and tournaments. And in the summer, those same families, if they're not still in sports, they like to take that time to to relax or or get away. Much like many of us do in the summertime. We head to cottages, we head to see family, or whatever it is we do over the summer. Our hope is that on Wednesday evenings, we'll be able to reach more people. A different crowd maybe even. Maybe we'll get some families to join us. 
Maybe we can introduce them to something they haven't experienced before or experience it a new way for those of us who have been in the church to try new things. We need to realize that we are now into our second, almost third generation of people who don't go to church, people who don't know God. Two generations where the majority of people do not go to church, or many of which have never even stepped foot in a church. When you're talking to these people and you ask them what their, what their, what their church affiliation is, the best that a lot of them can tell me is that they're Protestant. They don't seem to understand that all they're telling me is they're not Catholic. They don't know if they're United or Presbyterian or Baptist or, or whatever. They just know that they're Protestant. They know the terminology that seems to exist here in Cape Breton that separates the Catholics from the non-Catholics. In the end, I don't think it really matters. We all worship the same God. We just do it in slightly different ways. We all seek to follow Jesus. There's just some minor differences in how we go about it. Now, these differences in some denominations are, are big deals, but to me, in reality, I don't think it matters all that much. So, as we talked with the worship community, we thought we would try something different for the summer. And I hope that you will come and be part of it. Part of what we are trying to do, which is to connect with the community around us. And if we're going to be able to connect with the community around us, it means we need to be gathered as a community. We need to be open to inviting others to experience church with us. These Wednesday evening services, they are not a children's program. They are church. They are church in a slightly different way, offered to everyone of all ages, of, of all church experiences. In Romans 10, Paul is writing to the church that is in Rome, a, a church that is in the middle of a city that is full of, of sin and rebellion against God. And he's writing to them to help them understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus. As we get to Romans 10 a little later in the book, uh, throughout the whole book, actually, Paul's drawing a lot on the Old Testament. And in chapter 10, he's, he's addressing Moses when he says, those who live by the law will be righteous. This is not how Paul wants us to live, though. Paul sees those Old Testament laws as a problem, as a hindrance, or maybe more accurately, as an idol that people are holding on to. And these laws, they're not all that helpful because they're complicated, they're, they're cumbersome. And as we read through those laws that Moses gave us, we have to ask ourselves realistically, can anyone truly live by all, the, all of these laws? And the answer is probably no. And Paul's writing to remind us we need to live by faith. If we live by faith, then we're more in tune with God. We're more in tune with his plans. We're more in tune with the teachings of Jesus. And it's through our faith that we are closer to God because we trust him. And when we trust him, we're more likely to follow his teachings, to follow his way. Remember how we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We're asking in those words for God to guide our hearts and to guide our thoughts, to, to guide our lives so that we do not stray from his way. Turning back to Paul, he continues in verse 8, he says, 
But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. It's about how we live our lives as followers of Jesus. When we believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord, when we believe that he rose from the dead for us, then we are saved, says Paul. This is what it means to live a righteous life by faith. It's not about rules or laws. It's about who it is that leads our hearts. This is what Paul wants the church in Rome to understand, and it still applies to us today. What do we do in a society that has no knowledge of these things? They have no understanding of God in their life. Many who have never set foot in a church ever, what do we do? And Paul asks pretty much the same question in verse 14. He says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? I said this a few weeks ago, and I say it again. The church is not facing any problems today that it has faced already in its history. We have it again here in Romans 10. Paul's asking, what do we do with all these people who don't know Jesus Christ as the Son of God? And it's a very good question he's asking. And he goes on to say, how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How can we expect someone to learn something if there's no one there to teach it to them? How can we teach people unless we ourselves are willing to learn and grow and share? When we're trying to raise awareness about something, whether it be track and field or, or the church, it means we need to tell people about it. As a coach and as a minister, I can reach a certain amount of people. And that number is actually pretty small. But as a team, as a club, as a church, together we have much farther reach. We have much further influence than just one person. Together we learn, together we grow in our faith. We do these things to better understand the importance of God in our lives so that we are able to share more freely. I like what Paul just said there a few moments ago, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. And he's quoting from Isaiah 52 when he says that. And isn't it true? When we carry the good news of Jesus Christ in our hearts, when we seek to share the same good news with others, we tend to carry ourselves a little bit differently. Other people see us differently. And how beautiful it is to see someone share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. Now to share the good news of Jesus doesn't mean you need to stand up here and share. It also means you don't need to be a biblical scholar. If you did need to be a biblical scholar, I'd be out of a job because I am no scholar. You just need to know Jesus in your heart. You just need to share your own experience of him. And Paul tells us that is enough. At the end of our reading, Paul wrote this, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard 
through the word about Christ. Faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. There needs to be an invitation. There needs to be an opening by which we can help people encounter the life-giving experience of Jesus. An encounter that begins by sharing a word about Christ, which is what Paul is encouraging us to do. The message is heard through the word about Christ, and then people hear the word, and then they are able to start a journey of faith on their own. Here's the part I think we need to know. It is much more effective for someone to hear the word about Christ from you instead of me. When I speak up here on Sunday mornings, I am simply just sharing kind of a generalized word of what I've kind of picked up through my reading of the text for the week. But if you are sharing your own faith, your own experience of Jesus Christ and his impact on your life, and you're doing it whether it's one-on-one or in a small group, then the spread of the good news is much more effective. People hear it much easier when you take the time to share your own story. And I'm not talking necessarily about the good time you had at church this morning. That's nice and all, but what people need to hear is your own experience of faith. Your own experience of God, of, of Jesus. I see my job is helping you find those experiences for yourself. To help you see where God is near to you. When God is near to you. And to help you put words to that experience. In other words, my job is to equip you as children of God, as a church, to share the good news that you receive. There's a whole community outside this church and outside of your homes who do not know Jesus other than through curse words. And I think we can agree those are not the good news that we're willing to share. The stories that we carry in our hearts, those are the good news of Jesus Christ, sent by God to show us his love, his love for us and his love for the world around us. I think we all love our church, we love our building, we love our community, and we love our Father in Heaven. But without sharing the good news, the first three of those are at risk. The church, the building, and the community. They're at risk because if we don't share our love of God, if we don't don't share our love of God, then no one else will come to know Him for Him for themselves. No one else will hear, no one else will believe, and over time, the church will fade away. So I hope that this summer and in the year to come, that we are intentional about inviting people to come to know God for themselves through the sharing of stories, through the sharing of the good news, and inviting people to come and experience it for themselves. I'm hoping that our Wednesday evenings will be a celebration a celebration of what God is doing and what God can do in our community. I believe that together we can make it happen. Together we can work to share our stories, to, sh- to make God known, and to help people come to believe in the loving God we celebrate here each and every single week. We can do it. God is showing us the way. And will you join us on this journey? And may God bless us wherever we go. Amen.
Let us sing together the hymn, Though I May Speak. in a time of prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the blessing of coming together as your church. We thank you for the blessing of being your church together as we look around and and see the uh, the faces that are familiar to us. We thank you, God, for this call to serve and love our neighbors as you love us. And Lord, we just ask your blessing upon us as we go forward to seek and to serve and to love. Lord, we also come with heavy hearts as we continue to pray for those in need. We pray for the Ferguson family as they mourn the loss of of George this past week. Lord, we, we pray for all those who mourn, who, who mourn the loss of loved ones. We pray for those who are, who, are, who are hungry, who are looking at a summer that is going to be long and hot, and, and they look at what they have in their homes and realize they have little to offer. So Lord, we thank you for the, for the food that has been brought into our church to be shared with families this summer. Lord, we just pray your blessing upon it that it will not just feed their bodies but but help feed their souls. Lord, we pray for places that that are suffering from natural disasters, from storms, from earthquakes, from tornadoes. Lord, we pray for those places that are suffering the effects of war. We continue to lift up the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia as we pray for peaceful and the conflict. 
just as we pray for the end of conflict in all places on this earth. Lord, we pray for the unity of heart. Lord, we pray for those this past week who are heartbroken because of the decision of a few people in the United States who have been given great power. Lord, we just simply pray for the safety of all. We pray for children, both born and unborn, that their lives may be full, that they will be cared for, that they will be safe in all stages of life, from the time of birth till the time we turn to, return to you, God. May you, may your people, be cared for and known that and know that they are loved deeply, not just by you, but by those around them. Oh, we just pray for unity of spirit. We pray that the deep divisions that have surfaced in our society, that, that they would be healed. That we would all turn to you for guidance and love and peace. Lord, we pray for our Wednesday services beginning next week. Lord, may these continue to be a time of celebration of your gift of life. May those who come experience your spirit and seek to know more. God, may you show us the faces and the names of those we ourselves should be inviting to join us. Lord, we just ask your blessing on all that we do in all ways that we seek to be your faithful servants. Lord, bless us. Bless those around us. We pray. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. A closing hymn today is, We Shall Go Out With Hope of Resurrection.
Paul said, And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. How can they hear unless they are told? How can we tell if we are not sent? Let us be the beautiful feet of the good news of Jesus Christ as we go out into the world sent to be his love among those who need his love. Let us go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God and each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen.